Good morning and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's the 17th of October and my name is John T. Worris. Now, we saw some quite dramatic movements on the stock markets yesterday amid diplomatic efforts to contain the conflict in the Middle East. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and more market news with my colleague Mike Rauber. And we also saw some pretty sharp moves in the price of Bitcoin in what was a volatile day of trading for the cryptocurrency. And on that note, I'll be joined later in the show by Manuel Villegas, who will share with us an update on digital assets. But before that, let's kick things off with a roundup of the latest market news. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Chonti. Now, there was some considerable uncertainty over the weekend on the back of the events in the Middle East. But yesterday, in the end, turned out to be a good day for risk assets, didn't it? Yes, absolutely, Chonti. So major US equity indices ended all up around 1%. Equity market volatility measures dropped and gold fell a little as the view that the conflict in the Middle East may remain geographically limited with mild repercussions for markets, became the leading narrative yesterday. Now, of course, even as the human toll could still become unimaginable. But this more optimistic view on markets is further supported this morning by reports that President Biden is to visit Israel tomorrow and Jordan a day later. The gain in equities yesterday were brought based actually with all sectors in the S&P 500 up on the day. Small caps and the economically sensitive transportation stocks also participated in the advance yesterday. Okay, and I see also that the US earnings season is off to a good start. So this should have also helped risk on sentiment yesterday too, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So US financials like JP Morgan reported decent earnings figures on Friday And yesterday, the brokerage firm Charles Schwab posted also better-than-expected results. Now, today, the attention turns to Bank of America and Goldman Sachs. Elevated deposit costs, but also credit quality trends in the face of higher short-term rates will be in focus as these banks report before the U.S. equity market opens. And that I do not forget, Johnson Johnson will also report its earnings today. Now, you mentioned declining volatility in U.S. equities, but in the fixed income market, it's quite a different picture. What can you tell us about there? So Treasury bonds are seeing moves last seen in March 2020, so a time when the COVID pandemic went global. But now it is a combination of large U.S. fiscal deficits, inflation uncertainty and the conflict in the Middle East that explains some of the sharp moves. So just to give you some figures, the U.S. 30-year yield jumped almost 10 basis points yesterday, and over the last five trading days, it has seen average moves of almost 13 basis points. That's the highest in more than three years and far exceeds the average daily move of 3.8 basis points seen over the past decade. So you can see these are really strong moves in U.S. fixed income markets. Now, yesterday, with the risk on sentiment uh, prevailing, 10-year U.S. Treasury yields also moved up, and they are this morning a little again a little higher at 4.75%. So not far from the 15-year high of 4.8% reached on October 6. Okay, uh, moving over to oil now, perhaps. I see that the oil prices were a little weak on developments in the Middle East, with Brent oil now trading back below $90 a barrel, right? Yeah, so just uh, slightly below $90 a barrel. But something else else to watch at is Venezuela. So its government and opposition are reported to resume long suspended talks today again that President Nicolas Maduro said would benefit the upcoming 2024 elections. 
a move that could lead to Washington easing sanctions on Venezuelan oil and allowing for greater supply. So I actually believe Manuel Villegas, even as he will speak about crypto, uh, he is from uh, Venezuela. Indeed, Mike. And I, I do believe, as you rightly said, that an easing of sanctions could provide highly important supply relief at the moment. A meeting between the Venezuelan opposition and the government will take place in Barbados. So let's see what happens there. Nice place to meet, Barbados. <laughs> Thanks. And also, just to add, the high oil price, of course, is a boon for energy companies. Shell, uh, one of the largest uh, oil producers in the world, it uh, rose to an all-time high yesterday. Great. Okay, so now moving over to Asia, I see that markets there are trading largely in the green, following in the footsteps of the U.S., uh, what do you have to report from that region, Mike? Uh, yeah, so although gains are somewhat more muted uh, compared to the US, uh, the Nikkei 225, so the Japan main equity benchmark index, it is outperforming with a rise of 1%. Uh, also to report there, Russian President Putin arrived in China on a rare international visit. He is expected to meet with President Xi Jinping tomorrow. But corporate news out of China is actually not so good with Country Garden, once the country's largest developer being within hours of its first ever public uh, dollar bond default. The, the builder missed the original deadline of a coupon payment last month and the grace period and tomorrow. So this will be worth watching. Okay, and lastly, uh, what can we expect in terms of economic data releases later today? So we, we actually already had UK payroll data released showing that the, the third consecutive monthly drop with 11,000 jobs being shed in September. Um, and average weekly earnings are reported to be up over 8%, so keeping up with inflation. Uh, later this morning, we get the CEW survey for Germany, a leading economic indicator for Europe's largest economy. Another weak number of minus 10.5 is expected. And for the US, we get an update on the state of its economy with retail sales and industrial production numbers. And just to close up, I see U.S. equity futures are slightly in the red, but obviously markets are now very news-driven and earnings-driven. So let's see what the day brings. Back to you, Jonti. Great. Thank you very much, Mike, for the comprehensive roundup this morning. Now, Manuel, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us here this morning. Good morning, Jonti. Now, yesterday we saw the price of Bitcoin spike massively, only to reverse its gains once again, just as quickly. Um, what was this price spike yesterday all about? And uh, maybe you can also tell us about some of the latest developments in the crypto world more generally. Absolutely. So first off, you know, Bitcoin's price has been under quite some strain since last week. The asset class is not isolated from the unfortunate events that are now taking place in the Middle East. And the slightly higher than expected U.S. inflation numbers rapidly turned into headwinds for the asset class last week. So there's much noise in the crypto markets at the moment. First off, we have the trials of Sam Magman-Fried, the founder of the infamous crypto exchange FTX, which has taken the spotlight. And yesterday, as you rightly said, at around 4 p.m. Central European time, we had a series of short positions that were liquidated, and this amounted to around $100 million. And this happened on a quick market move on fake news of an ETF approval, particularly on the one on iShares. So with that, as you rightly said, prices for Bitcoin temporarily increased 
and surpassed the 30K mark for the first time since March and retraced shortly afterwards after the news were proven fake. So due diligence is of the essence. At the same time, network activity amongst most blockchains has been relatively muted, potentially due to the fact that, as you've said before as well, risk-free investments are offering more attractive yields than their high-risk counterparts. And the big news, however, have come on Friday evening at 12 midnight in the U.S. time with the Grayscale case, as the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission decided not to appeal the U.S. District Court's decision. This means that the probability to convert the trust into a physically-backed exchange-traded fund has increased quite considerably. With the news, not only did Bitcoin rally, but so did Grayscale's Bitcoin Trust, obviously, which managed to further close out on the discount against its net asset value. At the same time, ARK and 21 shares joined filing for a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States was updated last week, incorporating the SEC's newest suggestions. The approval decision on the latter is due on the 10th of January of next year. Okay, and what should investors expect going forward, Manuel? So we are of the opinion that a rejection of Bitcoin spot ETFs is now highly unlikely. The truth is that the ETF saga is searched around the fundamental fact that Bitcoin is serving a role in a portfolio context and that the risk-adjusted returns the asset has been displaying cement its position as a store of value. Regulation will continue playing a key role in the coming weeks, while the overall environment in financial markets is more risk-off than risk-on due to the uncertainty of what will happen next in the Middle East. That said, macroeconomic headwinds from monetary tightening are more likely to fade than intensify in the foreseeable future putting prices on a potentially more solid footing. Back to you, John T. Great. Thanks very much, Manuel, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning. And that brings us already to the end of today's episode. Thank you again to my guests this morning, and thank you all for tuning in. Now, if you enjoyed today's show, please do subscribe and leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow, where Mike Rabble will be back, and it will be his turn to talk to more of my colleagues on what is moving markets. Have a great day, and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer, we would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.